I swear I didn't click on any links. I didn't click on any. Nobody got me. You do that on purpose? I rickroll if I can. You rickroll everybody? Oh, yeah. I love rickrolling. Right, fair enough. That's whatever. And now that's going to be in my head all week. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. Man, that is the worst, too, when stuff like that gets stuck in your head. Uh, 811 News Radio 92.3. Good morning. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Um, the TDC, I, I have gradually begun my descent into the hell of watching every single meeting that's out there um, because I just I can't get enough. It's so sick. I I like watching these meetings, and I know I might watch a two-hour meeting and get, you know, three topics out of it, but it, it's always fascinating to me. You know, yesterday we were at the American Magic signing, and uh, Darren Schaefer, who is the, um, oh, executive director of Visit Pensacola, I believe. I apologize if I got the title wrong. CEO, president. Sometimes the, you know, what the... What title they give to the king, I sometimes escapes my lips. I apologize. Uh, but I believe that's right, executive director. Anyway, um, he was giving a presentation at the um, uh, on behalf of Visit Pensacola at the TDC meeting recently. That's the Tourism Development Council? Commission? Does it matter? Committee? Does it matter? Nobody cares. Anyway, um, that's that's who figures out you know how to spend the money, basically, that is collected through the bed tax or the TDT. Uh, so don't get the T's and the C's confused. It can be very misleading. Anyway, Darren Schaefer was speaking there the other day, and it was kind of interesting. Some highlights from the board packet, some benchmarks. We welcome over 2.5 million visitors in fiscal year 23. Those visitors spent $1.3 billion. That would then generate an economic impact of over $2 billion. It also supports over 20,000, 20,600 jobs last year and generates over $670 million in wages and salaries. One of the key points that, um, that I like to point out is that visitors are generating a net tax benefit of $59 million uh, in tax revenue, which is after the, the cost of having them there is figured in. Oh, see, that's kind of an interesting one. Take out the cost, and there's still a $59 million tax bonus, both from the sales tax and also from the tourism uh, development tax or bed tax. So those are some kind of interesting numbers when you think about it. $2 billion of impact, 2.5 million visitors. Uh, that's basically the entire combined population of Escambia and Santa Rosa County five times over if that helps you kind of quantify these numbers, because sometimes thousands and millions and billions, it's a little bit difficult to wrap your head around. Uh, they do advertising. One of the things that Visit Pensacola does is they market on behalf of our area. That's one of the primary things that they use the tourism development tax money to do is to basically hire Visit Pensacola to act as the marketing representative for our area. One agency that we work with called Sojourn has the ability to track the return on that ad spend. So when we get into these specific market segments, um, the winter visitors campaign, for example, for every dollar that we re uh, we spend, it returns $16 and 27, uh, $16.27 cent in spend. So 16 to one direct flight, $27.56 to one. Um, also, also, the African-American market, $16.10 to one. That's pretty good, 16 to one return, you know, on the money that you spend to get it back into the area to keep our visitors coming and finding things out that, again, puts a lot of money in people's pockets who work in the hospitality and entertainment industry. Also, they're, you know, always trying to promote additional events, things that are kind of like specialty market kind of things. Um, when we go into some of the specific markets and are speaking very specifically, we're seeing a great return on that ad spend. Uh, here are some of the other interest markets that we work on, whether it's history, fishing, diving, foodies, craft beer, birding, 
uh, and others. Birding. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? You Online, you can target a lot. You can really do targeted advertising online. Um, we're not necessarily talking about uh, billboards or anything or you know TV ads or anything like that, although sometimes, okay, I do see billboards when I'm driving on the interstates for you know, Pensacola. I know where that money comes from. But also, this I thought was kind of interesting, and I've heard the conversation about this before, but marketing to locals to vacation and spend locally. We also have campaigns where we focus on local events and activities. It's designed to reach people in market and help them, encourage them to explore throughout the county. And there might be a part of you that thinks like, wait, so tax money is going to persuade me to spend my money here locally. There's something that might feel a little bit weird about that. I asked Darren what the return was. He said, Honestly, we do this so little we don't even have an active campaign right now. But I actually appreciate this, and I'm sure a lot of your local businesses do, because people are always trying to get us to go there. Why wouldn't we try to get people to stay here? And, you know, if you live in Cantonment, go to the beach for a week. You know, I mean, that kind of thing. Uh, spend your money here locally and, you know, support your local vendors and services and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and, and, again, remember that the money they're spending doesn't come out of, like, your property taxes. It would come out of the bed tax money, right? It would come out of money that's basically from people renting hotel rooms. So visitors are paying to do advertising to generate visits, even if the visits are sort of, you know, domestic population. We'll come back to this in just a second because a couple of things that they said were, again, it's just interesting to understand how this economic stuff works. At least I find it interesting. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. We're looking pretty good around our roadways. If you're on I-10 eastbound, though, we do have, right before you merge onto I-110, we have a road blockage. I'm not sure what exactly it is right at this moment, but we have some road blockage on the right side of the highway. That's I-10 eastbound before you merge onto I-110. So just use caution getting by there. And then if you head past I-110, just past the North Davis Highway exit, we do have some debris in the roadway uh, reported there. Highway 98 eastbound starting around the Publix in Winhaven, stretching up to the McDonald's at Parish Boulevard. We're slow there this morning. And Highway 98 westbound in Tiger Point, seeing our normal morning slowdown at that light at Avalon uh, Boulevard, Garson Point. If you see anything else out there, let me know. You can call or text me on our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to Darren Schaefer, the executive director of Visit Pensacola. I believe that's his title. I know he's the leader. I just, you know, sometimes I forget uh, which exact acronyms go with which people. Anyway, um, talking to the Tourism Development Commission Council Committee um, about (laughs) things that Visit Pensacola has been doing for the last year and how they're trying to expand. And this is kind of an interesting one because he was talking about, you know, Pensacola is a certain size, right? And so we have certain capabilities, which means that we are not yet able to fulfill certain demands or size events and things like that. And he says, we're really starting to kind of look at that next level up in terms of marketing and uh, working on deals. We also have uh, a focus on meetings and incentives, conventions and events. Uh, We've got a great sales team that uh, we're just growing the amount of interest of meeting planners who want to come into the Pensacola area. And we're, we're creating a great list of events that are just a little too big for us right now, but hopefully in the future, we'll be able to go back and uh, accommodate those groups. And there was also a good presentation, I'm not gonna share it with you today, but I will share it with you tomorrow, uh, about the Bay Center, because that's obviously one of our central capacity issues is you know how much convention space, what can we accommodate, how many rooms, all of those things. Uh, he said, look, uh, we're also expanding into marketing to uh, Hispanic audience, something that I hadn't really been thinking about, but he says. We also are going to be um, expanding our specific markets going into the Hispanic market. 
um, setting money aside to specifically target the Hispanic community. Um, we see a lot of visitation coming out of Texas, and so looking at Houston and Dallas for those markets um, to take advantage of. Yeah, I mean, if you find a place that's already naturally coming here, what can we do to amplify that through you know, effective targeted advertising and, you know, already marketing to, you know, all income levels and, you know, white and black and, you know, now marketing to Brown, if you don't mind the vulgar way of describing it, but he's saying, look, they're already coming. Let's find out a way to, you know, capitalize on this a little bit more. Now, here's what I thought was interesting is because you see hotels going up all over the place, right? I mean, it seems like you can't walk a thousand feet in the city or in the county without a new hotel that is springing up. I mean, I can think of like four off, off the top of my mind right now that are going up at the moment. And uh, the room inventory is up substantially. We've had a significant increase in inventory in our market, both traditional lodging, new hotels being built, but also vacation rentals. Over 2,000 additional listings from just over a year ago. I mean, that's a substantial increase in inventory. So that supplemental income really comes in handy because we need to drive visitation. Right. So if you have more beds being filled, which they obviously are, that's why they're building hotels, that's more bed tax because it's more beds to tax. And that's more money to function for the advertising, right? You can see all this works together. And uh, I get to do something that I love to do because I don't get to do it very often. I get to play audio, including my boss, Mary Hoxing who hates to be on the radio. She, like, never wants to be on the radio. But she is on the Tourism Development Commission Council Committee. Um, and, oh, by the way, somebody texted me and said thank you so much for this. Uh, Darren is the president and CEO of Visit Pensacola. I just say leader from now on when I'm not sure. I just say the leader, the principal, whatever. Anyway, uh, so talking about specifically that rooms issue. Darren, when you talked about the increase in hotel and rental units, is that a 1,000 more hotel rooms? And 2,000 more rentals? We had 457, I believe, additional rooms. I can get you the exact number, Mary. I, I, I have it. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, it's the vacation rentals that are the uh, biggest increase. And what we're seeing is it's, it's not necessarily growth in Perdido Key. It's not necessarily growth in Pensacola Beach. It's in Pensacola and northern mid to northern Escambia County has been the greatest growth. And we've seen Airbnbs just take off with VRBO is kind of flatlined. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, that's, I mean, you wouldn't think of the bustling VRBO market in Cantonment, but there it is. You heard it from Darren Schaefer's mouth. So just kind of, like I said, interesting stuff to see what's happening and, you know, mostly all uh, good notes about how tourism is working and, you know, the funding connected to it. So I always appreciate that kind of information. 822 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are looking for that next vehicle, trying to decide how to get where you want to go or just to run around town, whatever the, uh, run around town, whatever the case may be, Frontier Motors, a great source of good quality, almost new cars, one, two, three years young, low miles, great condition, good prices. But uh, one of the things about them is I would say they serve the Pensacola community. And you might say, well, how do they serve? I'll give you an example. Okay, a Carfax is a summary of the vehicle maintenance and repair history to the degree that the incidents or events were reported properly. Okay. And they aren't always, but if they are, they're on there. And when you go to buy a car or even look at a car, they're going to give you a price sheet. It's got all of the numbers. And then the out the door price is the only thing you ever talk about if you want to, you know, haggle about the price. And then attached to that is a Carfax. Of course. Well, okay. If you go somewhere else to buy a car, you know, like you're looking at some corner lot or, you know, meet lefty on Facebook marketplace and you're going to go look at his car. Well, does he give you a Carfax? Probably not. Well, no big deal. Get the VIN, call Frontier. They'll run your Carfax for free. No problem. You say, why would they help you buy, you know, Lefty's car? Because well, they can. 
and maybe you see something on there that gives you concern. Now, I also think that if you're buying a used car uh, from somebody else, you might as well, and it's important, get a used vehicle inspection. I mean, have a mechanic look it over. They'll tell you the stuff that's not that's not right. And that's very important information. But a Carfax is a good start. It's far better than nothing. And it's for free when you go to Frontier. And you don't have to actually be buying from them, just from anywhere. And you can they'll get it for free for you. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Why is Bray Jewelers the best place to buy an engagement ring? Come in and see our selection. I promise you, we have more diamond engagement rings than you'll see anywhere in the panhandle of Florida. But it's what you do for people that they don't expect that they remember. The little things that we do, we want to deliver special experiences for you at Beret. We love doing what we do and we love making people happy. We want every person that walks into the store to feel like you're part of our family. I want everybody to have an amazing experience at Beret Jewelers. What's fun and happening in Pensacola? You'll find out as the City of Pensacola Parks and Recreation Department talks about it here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Join us each month as we detail what's going on in your resource centers, parks, recreation programs, and the Community Maritime Park. It's a great month to get out and play Pensacola. Tune in this Friday morning at 9.30. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Get news at the top and bottom of every hour with WEAR-TV, our local news team, and Fox News on News Radio Pensacola. Sub-Zero wins flawless victory fatality. Be honest now. Be honest. Fess up. What did you picture when that was playing? <laughs> oh, I totally was there. I used Jake, to do that. I saw Jake going through the Predator spine rip over here. Yep. You know, he was mm-hmm. he was full on engaged, right? Mm-hmm. I think you're not the only one. Eight twenty five on News Radio ninety two three. Informative, local, thoroughly violent. Uh, I'm Andrew McKay. Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Okay, if you're on I ten eastbound this morning, uh, just before it merges onto I one ten, we do have a vehicle crash reported with road blockage on the right side of the highway. Also, just past uh, the one ten merger, there getting past North Davis Highway exit, we have some debris in the roadway reported there as well. Highway ninety eight eastbound, um, a little bit slow getting into Winhaven Beach, but not too bad compared to earlier this morning. And Highway ninety eight westbound in Tiger Point, we're seeing our normal morning back up there if you see anything else out there on the roadway slowing you down you can call or text our traffic tip line that number is 437-1620 i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives so sometimes i I see a thing that is so absurdly amazing that i just have to i can't not talk about it um jake i'm going to show you this picture okay and i just want you to put put your mic on tell me what okay oh so somebody has made <laughs> they, I want that. I know. I want that. What this guy made was he made a pizza, <laughs> but then he made a pizza box out of pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so he's holding up the lid like that's the crust, bottom crust of a pizza, <sighs> square shape. And then the bottom box is all a square crust that's got some cheese and sauce on it. And then on the box pizza is a pizza with a box top pizza crust on it. It's <laughs> That's a stuffed crust pizza, my friend. It's a pizza on a pizza inside of a pizza. And everybody say it with me. 
And now we all want pizza. (laughs) Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? What in the world are you guys doing to me today? Oh, my goodness. Uh, There's another hearing set for this afternoon in Georgia in connection to the relationship between Fulton County's district attorney and the special prosecutor for former President Trump's election interference case. Uh, The former law partner for prosecutor Nathan Wade is being compelled to testify about when his romantic relationship began with D.A. Fannie Willis. Uh, Defendants are trying to disqualify Willis from the case. Boeing being accused of potentially retaliating against employees who report safety issues with their airplanes. The FAA has issued a report that details a disconnect between Boeing's management and workers on safety in the company. Employees are allowed to report problems, but they say there is a possibility of retaliation that can impact salary and furlough ranking. And the cost of groceries is on the rise, but no worries. The CEO of Kellogg's has a cost-saving suggestion. When I say cereal, you say dinner. Cereal. Cereal. Kellogg's CEO Gary Pilnick says people should eat cereal for dinner to save money on soaring food costs. He told CNBC last week that it's much more affordable and helps out when consumers are under pressure. Kellogg's has been pushing cereal for dinner since 2022 when it started a campaign with the tagline, Give Chicken the Night Off. Chicken! (laughs) You can uh, have the night off, chicken. (laughs) Okay, I'll go marinate. Cereal! Cereal! I'm Michael Kastner. I'll go marinate. I know, that's great. So there you go. Cereal for dinner. So, you know... Just just when you thought America was doing great, uh, if you can't ex- if you can't afford actual dinner, then get your kids some cereal because yeah. that's the nutrition that a growing child needs. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Okay, all right, moving along. Oh, but it does make me think. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, I s- Wendy's is going to do surge pricing so that you're going to pay more during mealtime. So the I- burger that would be what three or four bucks. Now is going to be let's say five bucks from what eleven thirty to one thirty, and again from five to seven. Other times it'll be back to regular price. I do they? I don't think people are going to like this. I think no. what they'll do is if if they know that the when I mean because you're already in a competition against every other burger place, right? And so if you know that oh it's eleven forty five, fifty percent surcharge on the Wendy's. I mean you're probably just going to Burger King, aren't you? Or Whataburger or any of the dozen other places where you can get a good burger for maybe not quite as much money and as an economics argument i get it i do uh, you know surge pricing is a market response to the supply and demand forces and uh, every restaurant in the known universe struggles against the problem of you know demand peaks at certain times and it's very very difficult to build infrastructure to handle this the peak not be wasted during the valley have the right labor and all of that i just don't think people are going to respond well to this now on the other hand if what they had done is they said, you know what, we're going to give you a break. Off-peak times until 1130 and between 130 and 5, you get a 25% discount on your meal just across the board. People would think they're the greatest thing ever. This goes the other direction. At least that's my perception. We'll be back in a minute. Fox News, and I'm Chris Foster. Negotiators working on a ceasefire deal in Gaza say they're not done yet, calling President Biden's optimism premature. Progress is being made on a deal to free hostages held by Hamas in Gaza for a sustained ceasefire that could be tied with the upcoming Muslim holy month of Ramadan, President Biden says. My hope is by next Monday we'll have a ceasefire. At the White House, Jared Halpern, Fox News. The suspect in a Georgia nursing student's death accused of dragging her to a secluded area to conceal her death. Court documents showing the suspect who is an illegal 
immigrant from Venezuela, is accused of disfiguring her skull. The White House now issuing a statement saying, we would like to extend our deepest condolences to the family and loved ones of Lakin Hope Riley. People should be held accountable to the fullest extent of the law if they are found to be guilty. Fox's Brooks singing the Athens, Georgia District Attorney is calling in a special prosecutor to try the case. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning. It's 831 at News Radio 92.3. Mostly cloudy skies right now. We've got 68 degrees in Pensacola this morning. The community that was rocked by the tragic death of a young girl in a sand hole on the beach last week is now looking at ways to keep that from happening again. I think we've all learned from this tragedy of probably what not to do with our children on the beach and make sure that, that, that we're there and we, and we recognize the potential threat of something like that happening again. That is at Lauderdale by the sea mayor, Chris Vincent. Their town commission is looking at what they can do to increase safety on their beaches they're looking at potentially adding lifeguards and possibly enacting a new no-digging ordinance for their beaches. Of course, this all uh, coming after a seven-year-old girl from Ohio was trapped in a collapsed sand hole and died last week. Her brother was also caught in that collapsed sand hole and taken to a hospital with serious injuries. Uh, the incident also prompted some discussion in Santa Rosa County as lifeguards there proposed limiting the size of holes that could be dug on the beach. Rick Scott, part of an effort that he says would keep Big Brother out of your bank account. Senator Scott announcing yesterday that he and some colleagues had filed legislation to block the creation of a central bank digital currency. It's called the CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act. It would halt any White House efforts to establish a CBDC through the Federal Reserve. Scott says a uh, central bank digital currency would give the federal government the ability to monitor anyone's transactions and choke out politically unpopular activity. The skipper of the American Magic Sailing Team says Pensacola is uniquely suited to be their new permanent headquarters. When we showed up in New Zealand to start sailing, and we were out in the back paddock there, and we're sailing around, we're doing our race laps, and one of the guys came through the comms and said, geez, thank God we were sailing in Pensacola because it's exactly like what we're experiencing here. So that regard, it went the way it went, and now we're in Barcelona, Spain, and we spent the last two months of sailing Patriot out in the Gulf of Mexico, which happens to be exactly like the waters off of Barcelona, Spain. Terry Hutchinson says not only does Pensacola Bay provide the perfect flat water venue, but uh, if they prefer to train in rougher seas, the Gulf of Mexico is always nearby as well. Yesterday, principals for the city of Pensacola and American Magic met at the Port of Pensacola to sign the lease agreement that was approved by the city council last week. The spread of measles in Broward County is continuing to draw attention, especially in light of the recommendation of Florida Surgeon General Dr. Joe Latipo. While the federal government recommends staying at home to stop the spread, Latipo is leaving up to parents on when to send their kids back to school, immunized or not. If you are not vaccinated and you are exposed, the recommendations are to isolate or quarantine uh, for uh, uh, 21 days, which is the period of incubation. And uh, that is uh, former Surgeon General Scott Rivkes. This comes after two more kids were diagnosed in Broward County recently. Uh, there's new air now for Gulf Breeze High School's football team. Yesterday, the school announced the hiring of Jim Stops, who becomes the program's new the program's second head coach, I should say, in the last year. He comes to Gulf Breeze from Westminster Christian Academy in Lafayette, Louisiana. The latest stop in his 30-year 
coaching career. It's 835 at News Radio, and let's get a look at our traffic on the fives with Jake. All right, not looking too bad on our roadways this morning. This traffic report brought to you by Allstate. If you're on I-10 eastbound, just before it merges onto I-110 south, we have a road blockage from an accident there, uh, blocking part of the right side of the highway there, but I'm not seeing any major slowdowns on the traffic map. Also, once you get past there and you get past North Davis Highway exit, uh, we have some debris in the roadway reported there as well. Highway 98 westbound in Tiger Point starting our normal backup at the light at Avalon Boulevard and Garson Point. But otherwise around town, we're looking really, really good. If you see anything out there slowing us down, you can always call or text me on our traffic tip line 437-1620. Some people just know that the best rate for you is a a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on anyone else. Visit Allstate.com or call for a quote today. I am Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. We will have partly cloudy skies throughout the day today. Temperatures staying warm in the mid to upper 70s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 60s. As you go into Wednesday, we will have a chance of rain in the afternoon. 20% chance of showers. High near 75. Wednesday night, temperatures start to drop near 51 degrees. A little bit cooler for Thursday with a high near 64. Thursday night, temperatures near 58. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And right now we've got 69 degrees in Pensacola, 68 in Gulf Breeze, 69 in Milton. And the markets are mixed at the opening bell today. The Dow is down 106.42 at 38.951.04. S&P 500 up just barely, up uh, 119 at 5,070.72. And the NASDAQ up 45.48 at 1619.22. Ten-year bond rate down slightly at 4.29% today. Gold price is up 620 at 2045.10. Silver price is up 14 cents at 2288. Crypto up big today, though. Bitcoin up 27164 at 57,232.40 right now. Pink slips flying today at Sony Interactive Entertainment. The company said they're planning to lay off about 900 workers in its PlayStation unit, which is about 8% of its global workforce. Sony is the latest tech company to announce cuts. Donald Trump appealing the verdict in his New York civil fraud case. Trump's legal team filed a notice of appeal of the judgment that found him liable for fraudulently inflating his net worth on financial statements. The judge in that case recently ordered Trump to pay more than $450 million in fines. And Amazon now officially joining the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, Amazon replacing Walgreens Boost Alliance in the 30-stock index. Analysts say the addition of Amazon will increase the Dow's exposure to tech and consumer retail. It is 8.38, your next news at 9 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. 
Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Hey, Pensacola, get ready for a midday delight that will have you hooked. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins are their dynamic trio that will keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud during your lunch break. They dish out the hottest topics, bring you the latest news, and deliver their unique blend of humor and insight that will have you coming back for more. It's the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show on News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> I admire your deductive processes. Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. <gasps> Idiot. Food fight! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. All right, um, we are in a kind of a the weather place where the temperature is sometimes warm, sometimes cold. You know, we're, we're doing a lot of switching back and forth. At, well, I am anyway, between sort of like T-shirts to sweaters or hoodies or shorts to pants to jeans. You know, we're kind of in that like on a given day, you got to watch the temperature to be, be sure you're dressing well uh, or dressing comfortably anyway. So th- this got me thinking the other day about a. I don't know. Again, a question. I wonder what the answer is going to be. I, I sometimes do this just because I'm curious about people. Uh, you know, I find you all fascinating. And um, I've heard stories. So uh, <laughs> the, the, the question I have for you is, let's imagine that it's like, I don't know, 50, 55 degrees out, maybe 60, maybe it's just somewhere in that vicinity. You know, cool enough that you might think about wearing either a sweater or a sweatshirt or you might think about wearing pants. Like, But you're, you don't have to, Okay. Which side or which part do you cover up first, legs or torso? And here, here's where this comes. Would you rather be cold in your legs and warm in your upper body or cold in your upper body and warm in your legs? Four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Are you shorts and a sweatshirt or jeans and a T-shirt? <laughs> Not for fashion's sake. But for warmth's sake, 437 and And Jake, I'm going to take away your privilege. Okay. You always get to go first. I know. Where this comes from is um, I don't know why. I can't explain. But for me, I hate to be cold in my upper body. Hate it. Yep. Like, just feel like I'm just unhappy with the existence of the human race. Mm-hmm. But my legs could be encased in ice. <laughs> right. Yes. And I don't even notice. Right. And so, I mean, it's got to be like 40 
before eh, 50 mm-hmm. years early when I start I start wearing pants at about 50. Um, but like my wife and I go for bike rides all the time. Okay. And uh, you know, every week we go for a bike ride. And I always wear shorts unless it's really cold. And even when the wind and it's cold and whatever, but as long as I got a, you know, a sweatshirt on or a couple of layers on and my upper body is warm, I do not care how cold my legs are. But I got to figure there's some people who view this the other way around. And so I'm just curious, four, three, seven, 16, 20. Do you want your upper body? If you had to pick one or the other upper body warm or lower legs, basically warm Jake, four, three, seven, 16, 20, four, three, seven, 16, 20. Jake, do you have an answer to this question? Um, I got confused as you just rephrased the question. Now I'm confused, but <laughs> but I'm with you there. Like, yeah, if if it's you know chilly outside, I'll put on a hoodie, but I can wear shorts. Okay. It, it's fine. But I mean, my legs are just kind of numb anyway. I don't really feel anything from from the uh, lower waist down. I, and I, I, <laughs> let me specify. Waist. Well, the middle, waist. the middle waist. I'm a little middle concerned waist. About that, I'm good on lower uh, waist. All yeah. Right. Uh, um, so <laughs> my, I have a theory, and my theory is often <clears throat> everybody's going to see it our way. And then I do these topics and I find out that is not the case. Yeah. There's always people who view it a little different way. So 437, 16, 20. Uh, somebody here says, warm your legs first. See, this is what mm. I mean. Like, that's the exact. Warm your head first, your head second, and your arms and your torso last. And I wonder if that's a, um, I wonder if that's a, like a, a, a biological, medical, healthy kind of, because the blood in your legs would be, I'm, doing like on the spur thinking about this as a physics biology question um because the blood in your legs having less fat to cover it is going to be more exposed to the air and therefore cool more versus the blood in your torso Mm. which is gonna have your torso to protect it and your head same way it's blood's more exposed so in terms of keeping your overall body warm the greater advantage is to put on a hat and jeans or pants or something instead of the torso because the torso mm. will take care of itself. The core will take care of itself. Interesting theory. Yeah. I don't know if that's exactly what he meant, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking my th- the way through this, um, and I'm never doing this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but that's how it goes. Somebody here says, uh, uh, cold in my legs, keep your heart warm and your body will still function well. See the exact opposite. So we have, um, yeah, we have am- a- amateur slash professional health people on both sides. I've heard it's you know where your heart is located you know in the upper body. If you warm that, keep that warm, then the rest of your blood flow is going to be warmer to your other extremities. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know, I don't know the true. actual answer to this and yeah, I don't know. you know I I didn't even sleep at the right kind of holiday in last night to know. Uh <laughs> let's see uh warm my lower body only because my hips, knees and lower back aches with cold. Getting old isn't for sissies. No, that's for sure. Right. Um no that's interesting because the upper body if it doesn't hurt you and you don't have to use it in a way because you want to keep it warm like walking around that. I was thinking like you know if you're sitting on the couch watching TV and you're cold, where if you get if you grab a I don't know, blanket or something, where do you put it? Do you put it on your lap, over your legs? Do you put it on your upper body? That's kind of where my, my head was going with this question. 437 16, 20. We'll come back to the uh, uh, answers here in a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? All right. This traffic report is brought to you by ECUA. On I-10 eastbound, just before it merges onto I-110, we do have a road blockage there on the right side of the highway with an earlier accident. Uh, Not seeing any major slowdown from that. Also, once you get past that intersection and you pass North Davis Highway, we do have some debris in the roadway reported there. But again, I'm not seeing any major slowdowns there. Highway 98 westbound in Tiger Point this morning, backing up. uh, It's our normal morning slowdown at the light at Avalon Boulevard, Garcon Point there. But otherwise around town, we're really looking good. ECUA bulk waste service is now call for pickup. Call by 2 p.m. the day before your service day. Learn more at ecua.fl.gov. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives hey jennifer (laughs) so i'm gonna 
I'm going to read a text that I don't, I don't even understand, but I'm going to read it. This person says, um, it depends what kind of shoes you have on. Okay. Again, the question of the day is, would you prefer to have, if you're a little bit chilly, like if it's 60 degrees, are you covering up your, your torso or are you covering up your, your legs? Okay. Which is the one you work to keep warm more. And I am a cover the torso, the legs can freeze to death. I don't care. Um, anyway, it depends on what kind of shoes you have on. So far, so good. If you have flip-flops on, then you need long pants. If you have sneakers on, then shorts are okay. Mm-hmm. What? That yeah. seems exactly inverted to me. If you if you need sneakers to warm up your feet, you want jeans. And if you've got flips on, it seems like you want shorts. I'm confused but, by this answer. But once my feet get cold, then it's all the, the game has changed. Yeah, it's no, all over. Yeah. That's, I agree yeah. with you about that. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Going back to the text here. Let's see. Uh, uh, t-shirt and shorts. I can't stand cold feet. Okay, I got you. Uh, bicycling, your legs are generating heat. I don't bike that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I think you over. If you overestimate, um, did, did <laughs> somebody on the uh, warm legs and all that? Did you just insinuate that I'm fat? <laughs> Wear shorts if it's above forty degrees. Wear long sleeves below sixty-five. I hate for my hands to be cold. Oh, that's true too. When your hands get cold, that's yeah. super irritating. Uh, upper body warm, legs are less sensitive to the cold. See, that's where I'm at. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I, generally speaking, but we don't have a consensus here. We have a lot of disagreement. Mid body area absolutely must stay warm. That's the part that'll drive you crazy. 437 1620. 437 1620. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, I love the, the text that we get. You guys are the best. Uh, so, that's our frivolous topic for the day, the kind of thing that you could. I don't know. That's not even like an argument necessarily, although you can make an argument out of anything. Uh, but that's more of a, hey, learn about people and find out how they're different from you. My boys, I don't know how this happened, but they are impervious to cold. I don't know. I, I can't can't explain it, but uh, they will wear shorts and a T-shirt or whatever, uh, you know, 33 degrees. Doesn't bother them. That does not matter. Well, I, you got to put something on. No, I know I don't. You're going to, I don't know, die of hypothermia. No, I'm not. I mean, it's just, it's weird. And I don't know where they got that from. It certainly did not get it from us. 848 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Uh, Christina Leavenworth is just fantastic. Look, if you're you're thinking about getting a realtor because you're thinking about buying or selling a home for the first time or the 50th time, doesn't really matter. Um, you want to get the best, right? You want to get somebody that you trust that's got great information that you can work with, that you like, you get along with, will keep you informed, all of that stuff. Now, I know that's all true of her because I've known her for a long time. She's fabulous. You may not know her. All you know about her maybe is I talk about her a lot, and that's fine. But just interview her. You know, maybe you're thinking about going with, you know, Daryl, your friend from church. And that's fine. I mean, Daryl might be a great realtor. I don't know. I don't know, Daryl. But you want the best. And so maybe interview two or three and ask them, you know, what do they think? What do they think you can get for your home? What do they think you can get for your money? Whatever side of this equation you're on, or maybe both. And then talk to them and see what you think. And then go with the person that you like the best. I mean, that's all. Just put her on your list. Give her a call and find out what Christina Leavenworth and her team at Leavenworth Realty can do for you. 723-9158. Tune in today at 10 to the Pensacola Expert Panel when Dean Emerson from Pensacola State College's Charter Academy will be on the show discussing everything you need to know about earning your high school diploma and college degree at the same time. State-of-the-art technology, a rigorous curriculum that will prepare you for your next step in life and all for free. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 and AM 1620. Text or call with your questions. 850-437-1620. 
The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Matt Gates, Donald Trump Jr. in a Pensacola Town Hall meeting today. Here at live beginning at 5 p.m. on News Radio Pensacola. Here we go. Right, there we go. And we're back. Hey, put me on. Oh, put me on. <laughs> I'm all of a clip now. Someone. What happened? Lewis, let's go. Trust us, we do this for a living. Seamless. <laughs> so, you know, you know what is my number one piece of advice for people whenever they ask me, like, you know, uh, I'm in communications or I'm thinking about getting into radio or TV or, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, how, what's your best advice? Just be a person. Yeah. Be a person. Laugh at yourself. You make mistakes. It's okay. Be a person. You know, I I think a lot of times people go so wrong because they have some idea of how they're supposed to live up to a thing. And, you know, like in radio, we make mistakes. It's live radio. That happens. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, don't admit you made a mistake. What? You think if you don't admit it, nobody will notice? (laughs) Everybody knows what dead air sounds like. Everybody knows. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, pretend it didn't happen and then they won't think it really did. Stop it. Just be a person. Don't be such a... I don't know. Stuff shirt, whatever. 437-1620. Uh, oh, you know, just one quick follow-up on the whole thing about the cold legs or torso. Somebody made the comment and said, I actually kind of like my legs being cold and my body being warm. And I'm like, I'm same, weirdly same. Mm-hmm. I had not thought about that until they said it. Seems like kind of a weird psychological disorder that I've got. But, uh, you know, there it is. It's just well, it's true. like at night when you're in the bed and you're all warm, but then you kind of stick your leg outside yeah, the comforter to just to get of, that little cold I, snap I, there. I follow you. I follow yeah. you. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Um, oh man, I want to get into this. This is such an interesting case to me. The Supreme Court, obviously, the social media case yesterday. Good lord, four and a half hours. Y'all are killing me. And then all these other newscasts are playing like a clip and telling you this. I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna listen to it all. You know, I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm about a third of the way through it. Uh, but I want to get it my full attention before I can do it for you. For, so tomorrow we'll get we'll dig into the Supreme Court hearing over the Florida law. Um, but there was another case where they tried to get a hearing at the Supreme Court and they were denied. And to me, this is a this is a really interesting case. Supreme Court has declined to hear a case uh, from 2017 where Susan Porter was driving past an anti-Trump protest outside the office of uh, GOP Representative Daryl Issa, who is no longer in office. This is in California. And she honked her horn repeatedly i think like 12 times 14 times sorry 14 times and california like many other places including florida using your horn for a non-emergency situation is a no-no as any illegal and i mean now you're not going to go to jail but it's a moving violation right because horns are for safety right they're for safety and so therefore avoiding an emergency they're not for expressing your displeasure at somebody else's driving style Uh, i mean Technically, um, they're not for, you know, 
honk if you know you like the whatever. That's not for that. That's illegal here and in many other places. So Susan Porter honked her horn at a Trump anti-Trump rally, and she happened to be followed by a San Diego County Sheriff's deputy who gave her a ticket, incited her for misusing her car horn. And, uh, you know, there's a 1913 law, good Lord, 1913 law that prohibits anyone from using the horn for anything other than warning other drivers. The, the citation was actually dismissed the following February because the deputy didn't show up to court, so which happens, right? Um, but she still brought the lawsuit claiming that her First Amendment and 14th Amendment rights had been violated because honking your horn is a kind of speech. Not just political speech, but greeting somebody, celebrating good news, alerting someone that you've arrived to pick them up when you pull up to the house. And the lower court's decision was against her. And the uh, basically the court at the time said, for the horn to serve its intended purpose as a warning device, it must not be used indiscriminately. Now, see, I would take a different view of that. I think that horns get used for all kinds of things, and we still all pay attention to them when they're honked in you know, serious situations. It doesn't really diminish the value of the horn. You know, if it were being used for all kinds of stuff, maybe so, but it's being used occasionally. Anyway, uh, one judge dissented and said that um, honking at a political protest is a core form of expressive conduct that merits the most stringent constitutional protection. So the real question is, obviously, horns are expressive conduct, can be, and therefore should be First Amendment protected, but the device itself exists as a form of transportation technology, and it is only on your car as a form of safety warning, right? It's not there as a form of communication. We just happen to use it that way, like using your headlights to communicate other messages besides just, hey, it's dark, you know? So I I just thought that was interesting. I would have liked to hear it. I would like the Supreme Court to give an opinion about this because people do engage in expressive uh, honking that is not safety-related, and I think most people don't don't realize it's illegal. They should because I was trying to tell them the things are illegal. But I would just like to hear the Supreme Court weigh in on it because— it looks to me like you can get in trouble for using your horn for, for what seems like First Amendment expression. But again, the question is whether the technology, the device, is itself protected because not all forms of expression, not every device is an allowed expression, right? You have you know decibel limits on how loud you can have a megaphone and that kind of stuff. It can still be speech, but speech within a certain volume range. All right. So I, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting case. 857 on News Radio mm. 92.3. Jake's got traffic for us. I would like to see uh, an exception for shave and a haircut. You got to have that. Uh, all right. We're looking great on our roadways uh, right now. Everything is cleared up that we had going on earlier. Highway 98 is looking good now, even getting through Tiger Point, not seeing any major slowdown. Uh, no major slowdowns getting by Gulf Breeze High School there. Go Dolphins. Highway 29 through Inslee is looking good southbound. And if you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90 through Pace, no accidents reported. If you see anything out there slowing you down on the roadways, you can always let us know on our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, Texts here, 437-1620. Somebody says there has to be an argument somewhere in there for the incessant honking of uh, alarm horn. Everyone tunes it out. Yeah, if it were used too much. Uh, somebody says, uh, I, I wonder if we can have an kind of horn. <laughs> some, some horns are a little bit different, and car alarms are a little bit different as well. Oh, and another follow-up on the uh, the whole feet or like legs or torso warm. And somebody made the comment, you know, Socks are like the key to body warmth. If you have socks on, you know, you'll probably right. be warm. And if you and I have this, I feel like this is almost a public safety notice. I have learned in the last 
I don't know, month at what age, uh, that I can really quickly regulate my body temperature. I tend to wear socks around the house in the winter. And if I'm starting to feel warm, take my socks off, cools you down quickly. Or if I'm too cold, I don't have to put socks on. You become warm. Very, It's surprisingly quick how um, your body reacts to that. Plus, I'm going through menopause. 858 oh. on News Radio 92.3. I don't think that's technically accurate, but it sometimes feels like it. Uh, sympathy pause, maybe. Uh, Jake has got our traffic on the fives. Jake, uh, not traffic, uh, future news. Sorry. <laughs> you want to go to uh, David Wayne in the newsroom? Uh, let's, yeah. Frivolous topic? Sure, I don't know. Whatever. Gas prices? I don't know. Yeah, let's do any segment we got. Uh, yeah, future And we're out of time news. now, so yeah. it's just a quick one. Uh, Michigan primary today. Um, Trump or Haley? Trump. Trump, yeah. I mean, clearly. Uh, Biden or other? Because apparently that's an option. Yeah, other. I think other is going to have a strong showing today, especially right. with all the Muslims who Palestinian sympathizers are angry with him about his handling of the Gaza Strip incident. He's really suffering politically over that right now. And, yeah, I could see uh, other being at least strong, if not a majority. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.